0: Nowadays, the south of France is one of the nicest places in the world to go on vacation. Beautiful beaches, great food, tasty wine. It is a pleasure-seeker's paradise. But from the 12th to the 14th centuries, it was downright dangerous to live there and the entire region was convulsed by religious conflict. The city of Albi in the region of Languedoc was the epicenter of a movement called Catharism or Albigensianism. We call them Cathars, but they referred to themselves simply as bon chrétien, good Christian. They were the good guys, and the bad guys were, of course, Catholics who were bad Christians. The Cathars were quite obsessed with good and evil. In fact, for them, there were two equally powerful forces that were divine in the world, good and evil. The material, physical world was evil. The only one that counted was the spiritual. That was the good one. Human beings were souls trapped in bodies. And because bodies are bad, it didn't really matter what you do with them. There was no male or female then. Gender was just a social construct. Reproduction was bad, so contraception and abortion were common because to have children was considered not spiritual enough. Marriage was pointless, so you could cohabit and engage in marital relations with whomever you wanted because it didn't really matter anyway. There was no distinction between male and female, so it didn't matter who performed religious duties. And so there was no distinction between clergy and laity. You won't be surprised to hear that people who got very enthusiastic about this new teaching were taken in by all kinds of gurus who convinced them that they were the ones possessing ancient wisdom, and that they could be perfect if they just stopped wasting their time with the Catholic Church. Baptism by water and the Spirit was replaced by what was called the consolamentum, received as close to death as possible, and was a version of absolution where the believer was told that they were fine just the way they were and would be granted heaven. But if they hung around too long after receiving this consoling word, they had a pillow put over their face to help them on their way, right, as euthanasia became mercy-killing. The Eucharist was out too because who can believe the real presence of the body of Christ anyway if the body isn't even real? And so out goes the Incarnation, the Atonement, the Crucifixion, and the Resurrection. Animal bodies were sullied by that pesky reproduction thing, so they were all vegan or pescatarian because you couldn't possibly defile your soul with that. They abhorred violence in any form. They condemned war and capital punishment but rather conveniently had their own group of hired assassins to target the Catholics, who were their one obstacle to world domination. So was this in the 12th century or today? If all of this sounds, I don't know, familiar, it is because we are now living in a time in which the central doctrines of Catharism have resurfaced. So how did the church respond to this new phenomenon which had roots in ancient Gnosticism and would have ripple effects down to our own day? Well, first of all, the Cathars were often really super nice people. I mean, they were, in their own estimation, practically perfect. The Catholic clergy were in its usual state of moral decay and intellectual disarray, and ordinary churchgoers ignorant in superstition, so they were absolutely no help either. The most successful preacher of the Middle Ages, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, made hardly a dent in helping people see their way out of the heresy. Hildegard of Bingen, who was declared a doctor of the church by Benedict XVI, saw through all of the subterfuge about gender and sexuality, and in 1163 actually left her convent in Cologne to teach publicly against what she said would lead souls to hell. In 1179, the Third Lateran Council was called to combat the movement, and it didn't do much. St. Dominic observed that Only holiness of life and not preachers who did not practice what they preach was going to do anything. He said zeal must be met by zeal, humility by humility, false sanctity by real sanctity, preaching falsehood by preaching truth. His new order of preachers marked modest gains in reconciling those who had become heretics by buying into Catharism. In 1208, the Pope sent his legate, Pierre Castelnau, to the Count of Toulouse to see (coughs) if the civil and the ecclesiastical powers could work together to end the strife and was murdered for his trouble. Upon which the Pope called a crusade to put down the madness, which was widely ignored until it wasn't. And then it got really nasty because society had totally broken down in the meantime. A year later, the Cistercian abbot, Arnaud Amaury, led an army at Béziers and is said to have given the command kill them all, the Lord will recognize his own. In 1215, Lateran IV succeeded in addressing the heresy part where Lateran III had failed, and 20 years later, the Inquisition was founded to combat what was left of Catharism. The last Cathar perfect, Guillaume Bédibast, was executed in 1321. What a story, right? The point is this. Catharism wasn't just an alternative to what had once prevailed as Catholicism. You know, just a different opinion in the smorgasbord of religious belief. From the Catholic point of view, it attacked the incarnation, the atonement, the redemption, the resurrection. It attacked the notion that man is an embodied soul and that the physical material universe was created by God as good. It attacked the notion that babies are good and life is beautiful from womb to tomb. It attacked the very notion of God as good and evil as the absence of good by saying that evil was as powerful as God. It attacked all of the sacraments and the priesthood and the visible church. All of these were theological notions, but they had real life consequences for society as well. Gender ideology, promiscuity, cohabitation, the denigration of marriage, contraception, abortion, euthanasia. and all of the social disorder that came as a result of what ostensibly were niche private theological opinions that weren't supposed to affect anyone other than those who ascribed to them. Today in many quarters it is fashionable to say that the Cathars were just misunderstood and that Catholics, the bad Christians, perpetuated a religious genocide against a poor minority religion of good people because Catholics are all a bunch of violent, nasty hypocrites who hate freedom and want to impose their medieval superstitions on everyone. Now what is even more amazing is that Catharist revisionism has led to a resurgence of those doctrines even within the highest circles of the leadership of the Catholic Church today. People in the pews and those who have left the faith are often drowning in a lake of Albigensianism that is threatening to flood society as we know it. And violence isn't a theoretical possibility. It's here. Even churchmen and theologians often issue interviews and tweets and books that when I look at them with the eye of a dogmatic theologian and a historian, I think to myself, good God, the ghost of Catharism has been revived. St. Paul writes to the Corinthians who lived in a city which had all manner of unique ideas about religion and the human person, but that we're at variance with the gospel. The body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will raise us also by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ, but whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price, therefore glorify God in your body." My friends, the struggle between Catharism and Catholicism lasted for two centuries and claimed thousands of lives in an orgy of violence and hatred. Do not be naive about the fact that the struggle between Catholic doctrine and the false teachings of today will disintegrate into violence as a society shaped by heresy and falsehood reaps the destruction it sows. Hold fast to the teaching of Christ and be prepared for battle with the wisdom of truth.